Welcome to the Traders Point Church of Christ podcast. Abraham is one of the most well-known biblical figures, even still today. And his life, his relationship with God, and ultimately his faith are all recorded for us in remarkable detail throughout the pages of the Bible. So we're going to take eight weeks to work our way through his story and some of the important lessons that it holds for us today. And we're thankful that you've decided to join us. For more information on the Traders Point Church of Christ, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Thanks again, and enjoy today's conversation. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I want to thank everyone again for joining us. This is our last episode in the series we've been doing on the life of Abraham. This is episode number eight. If you've missed any of the past episodes, uh, I'd love for you to take a minute to go back and listen to those. We've tried to keep them relatively short so they're easy to listen to, but we've covered a lot of information over the last eight weeks as we've talked about the life of Abraham. He's certainly a, a character within the biblical story that a lot is given to us about, and certainly his name, his story, and everything that we are to learn about him, it continues on even after his life ends. His lineage, his legacy continues on uh, throughout the pages of the Old Testament and the New Testament alike. He is he is certainly one in which a lot can be learned. And, and so while we feel like we've spent a decent amount of time talking about him and his story, there are so many more things that we could be talking about and so many great lessons that can be learned uh, through a study of Abraham's life. So we want to thank you for uh, joining us in that study. We're going to conclude things today by talking about really one of the last things that Abraham does before his death as he ensures a wife for his son Isaac. And so that story is, is really found in Genesis chapter 24. And, and again, we get the picture right off the bat. We'll read a few of these verses here in just a moment. But, but Abraham is a very old man at this point, and he is near the end of his life. And, and as we'll talk about, what we're going to be able to see in him is as he realizes that his time on earth is coming to an end, he is very focused on Isaac. He's very focused on making sure that he is taken care of, making sure that his uh, family is in order and that he can leave this earth in peace. And, and so it's, it's really a fascinating way to end the story of Abraham. But before we read that and talk about that story, you know, Jeremy, bring us bring us up to speed again. As I mentioned just a moment ago, you know, we're, we've covered decades and decades of time over the last eight weeks. So, what are some of the highlights that we need to keep in mind as we get into the end of Abraham's story? Yeah, I mean, it's been a hundred years. I mean, it, when you start to think about it, I mean, when we're introduced to Abraham in Genesis mm-hmm. chapter twenty-five, it, he seems like an old man then, right? I mean, right. <laughs> he he's he's you know an old man, you know, at, at that point. And, uh, you know, in his 70s, you know, at that yeah. point. And, and, you know, when God speaks to him and makes those promises, and then we see throughout his life so many different things that he does by faith. And that's why the Hebrew writer in Hebrews chapter 11 spends so many verses talking about Abraham. Yeah. And because uh, there's just so much, you know, that can be said in the life that he lived. And so we've kind of highlighted several of those and, you know, the way that he, he listened to God when God told him that this is where I want you to go. He didn't question that. Very similar to what we talked about last week with the offering of his son Isaac. Uh, God asks him to do something relatively impossible sounding. But he doesn't ask questions about it. He just sets, sets about to do it. 
but yet we also have seen that he he wasn't a perfect man. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, uh, his lack of faith and lack of patience in, in regard to the promise of of having a son. Him and Sarah kind of take into their own hands at one point, and uh, Ishmael is born. Uh, there are moments in which uh, he struggles with telling the truth uh, because of fear. We didn't talk specifically about those moments, but mm-hmm. uh, they're given to us there biblically. But yet, really, he is a man who's walking by faith, and and he's doing so now in the story that we're going to talk about. He, he's still thinking about the purity the holiness, if you will, will be a, you know a, a piece of application today. I'm sure, yep. you know, of uh, of his family and, and Isaac here in particular. And, and we're told, and we'll read it here in just a moment. Uh, he is an old, old man, advanced in age, and we'll we'll see just very soon from this spot where he'll die, you know, at 175 years old. And um, so we're we're dealing with roughly a hundred years mm-hmm. that we've really seen. Uh, the story of Abraham unfold for us, and uh, we've journeyed really almost all hundred of those years, yeah. you know, here just in the past eight weeks. Yeah, there, are, there are very few people in Scripture where so much of their story is told over such a long period of time, and so Abraham is somewhat unique in that regard. So we'll read the first four verses of chapter twenty-four together, and then we'll kind of talk through this story of Isaac and his wife and Abraham's role in that. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family, and take a wife for my son Isaac. As that story then progresses, we see the servant doing just that, going back to his father, or back to Abraham's homeland, and securing for him a wife uh, who will then obviously carry on Abraham's lineage from that point forward. And so there, there is a lot to be said in regards to the forethought that Abraham had given this, and, and the the purity with which he saw his lineage continuing forward. And it's even some, there's some foreshadowing here in, even into the, the future of the Israelite people and the trouble that they will get themselves in by intermarrying from the people of the land in which they dwell. And so there, there's some, some foreshadowing that takes place in regards to the dangers of that. But Abraham is very aware of that. And as he gets older, he wants to make sure that that a wife is found for his son Isaac that can carry on this lineage and obviously carry on the promise that God had made to him so many years ago. And so it's really a, it's a beautiful end to this man's story as we see the seriousness that he approaches these last few years of his life. Yeah, I mean, I do want to make mention real quick. I mean, we don't have the time. I mean, chapter 24 is a pretty lengthy chapter, and certainly we don't have the time to, you know, read all of it. But the entirety of the chapter contains this story, right? It's about this servant going about finding this wife, and then ultimately Isaac and Rebecca, whom, you know, he finds uh, are, are getting together. It, it's a it's an unbelievable story. I mean, yeah. it really is. It, it's worth a few minutes of your time if you're listening to this, you know, afterwards of just spending an, a, a couple of minutes if you can grab them to read uh, Genesis chapter 24. But you know, to get back to the point, I, I think you're right. I, there's an interesting thing that you made mention of 
that you know it, it is kind of something that will come into play with this family, if you will, mm-hmm. generation hundreds and hundreds of years later. You know, when God gets very specific with them about who it is that they need to be marrying, surrounding themselves with. It is, in in every way, a, a sphere of influence. I mean, that's, you know, that is the point. That is the point of this. And God is saying, listen, uh, to the Israelites when they're in the land, listen, don't take wives, don't take husbands uh, from the people of the land. Don't do that. Well, listen, spoiler alert, they do that. <laughs> Yeah. And it causes massive, massive problems yeah. for them. And so it is interesting that here uh, Abraham, who we're told is really old here, advanced in age. I mean, that point is made not just here, but it's reiterated again in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And so the point is made that, listen, he, he is an old, old man, but his focus on these kinds of things are still right where they need to be. And it was serious to him. I mean, even in the four verses that you just read, I mean, you're able to see that. He he calls, not, not just any servant who's around, right? It's mm-hmm. not just a, who's in his line of sight. Oh, you over there, you know, come you know, come here. I want, you know, it is his most trusted servant. And uh, it makes him swear that this is going to be the case. And so you even see the seriousness that Abraham takes. In. Yeah, it seems as if Abraham's not even sure that he's going to live long enough yep, to agree. see this happen. And so he wants to make sure that even if he dies before this happens, that this servant is going to carry on his will as it pertains to, to Isaac and, and Rebecca. And so you can just see, this, this, like you said, the seriousness of that. And I think it is telling as well. You know, I think seeing, you know, my grandparents' age or seeing just older people in general as they reach a certain age of their life, their focus changes as they realize that whatever time they have left, it's relatively short compared to the rest of their life. And they do begin to focus on the generations that are coming up behind them. They want to make sure that their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren are cared for. They want to make sure that that they're going to be raised in a godly household. And they there are just things that are on their mind as they age, that weren't necessarily on the forefront of their mind. Not to say that they didn't care about those things when they were younger, but they had other things that were on their minds as well. But here it almost seems as if Abraham has a singular focus. Mm-hmm. You know, Sarah's dead, and he knows that he's, he's going to pass shortly as well. He has accumulated a lot of things. He's a wealthy man. He's traveled around, you know, he's, God has moved him to a new land. He's done all of these things throughout his life. Those aren't the things he's talking about. He didn't care anything about that anymore. He, he's got a very singular focus at this stage of his life. And I think it just goes to show us how as we get older, with age comes an ability to focus on what's truly important. And Abraham is demonstrating that for us. And he realizes and he tells us just how important this is. Yeah, and you see, you know, the principle in play here, you see throughout. We've already made mention of, you know, with God directly in the law as he's talking to the Israelites hundreds of years from now. But even in the pages of the New Testament, these kinds of principles are still very, very important to God. It is the principle of separation. It's the principles of, of holiness. It is the it is the warnings of... Um, you know, not surrounding yourself with uh, with people of uh, of 
rotten influence, you know, to be careful about those kinds of things. You know, certainly applications can be made about a, a spouse that you choose because ultimately they will be the closest person and, and of the highest influence that you have. But I think by, by way of application, I think it's certainly, uh, certainly for us, and when you get into the New Testament, it, it, the application is even more general than that. You know, that we, we need to be thinking about, you know, the, the people that we're spending time with. If we're yeah. spending time with, uh, with people of the world, that uh, that's going to have an influence on us. And so we've got to be conscious of that. And so that's ultimately what Abraham is doing here. He's being yeah. conscious of that level of influence. And uh, and it is, I think you've, you've said it beautifully, it, it seems to be his singular focus at this time to make sure Isaac is in the best position to succeed. And that is ultimately what he's thinking about. Yeah, and at the end of the day, he's doing this on behalf of God because yeah. he, he realizes the importance that Isaac plays in the continuance of the fulfillment of the promises that God made to Abraham. It is through Isaac's line uh, that ultimately, now of course Abraham doesn't see this or isn't even fully aware of this, but it's through Isaac's line that Jesus is going to come. And it's through Jesus that the entire world, all nations, are going to be blessed. And so while Abraham doesn't know the specifics of all that is going to come through his son Isaac, he does know the general principles of all that is going to come through Isaac. And this is God's will. And so Abraham takes that very seriously. This is something that God wants. This is something that God is intending to happen. And therefore, I'm going to take great care to make sure that I set him up for success moving forward. And and again, you know, I think the 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 application there should be obvious to us as well. When when something is from God, when something is God's, we have a responsibility to care for it and, and to treat it with the amount of of care that we should, knowing that it is the Creator of the universe that has given us these things and entrusted them to us. And, and so Abraham, I think, demonstrates that, illustrates that for us in a very powerful way. But it's an attitude, anyway, that each of us should have. Yeah, we made mention of Abraham's legacy several times. Last week, we made mention of it several times. And I think you're right, it's on his mind, right? He's thinking about these promises. He's thinking about, you know, the importance of that family. I I think he has an understanding of that. And, you know, it's interesting, even, you know, we made mention of it weeks and weeks and weeks ago now. But, uh, you know, at the very beginning of this story, where you have the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis, which kind of is talking about humanity in a very mm-hmm. general way and, and spans just an incredible amount of time, you know, up to when we get to Genesis 12. And it, it's a pinpoint focus now on that family. And, and that's how really the whole rest of the Old Testament lays out, right? You have Abraham, who is in the very next chapter, uh, we're told, passes away at 175, and, and things very quickly then move to Isaac. And Isaac Isaac will live a life, and, and Genesis will provide a little bit of that story, and he'll pass away, and, and kind of the story moves on to Jacob, and, and Jacob will live a, live a life, and we'll get some of his story in the book of Genesis, and then he'll pass away. And, and what is left, ultimately, is the story of his sons, right, the 12 sons of Jacob. Uh, we get a, a big picture of a lot of their stories, Joseph being the, the biggest one that mm-hmm, we get in the book sure. of Genesis. But the focus isn't necessarily on Joseph, it is on the sons of Jacob. And then as you just continue to work through the Old Testament, that pinpoint focus remains on that family until ultimately now God is full circling, but a long time from Genesis chapter 12 
when Jesus comes on the scene, now you have all of these promises that were made to Abraham so long before Matthew chapter 1. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's coming to fruition. Yeah. And But Abraham lived his life as if all of those things were absolutes. Yeah. And it is, when you think about all of that, and of course we have the luxury of being able to read all of that story. When you think about all of that, and, and you get to you know to Genesis chapter 25 where Abraham dies, uh, there is a, a heaviness that comes with that. When you think about the importance of this man's life, the importance that God saw in using him to continue his story, it, it is really it is, it is really almost emotional. It's heavy. There's weight to reading about him coming to the end of his life and realizing that everything that we read from this point forward can be traced back to this guy and to the promises that God made to him. It's it's remarkable, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's such a worthy study to spend time in the life of Abraham, because we're we're given the benefit of being able to kind of relive some of these things through his story. And for any Bible student, it's important to be able to go back and reconnect with the story of Abraham because of what it means for us even still today. So I hope as we come to the end of this study that this has been beneficial to you, that you've uh, enjoyed uh, giving some thought to the story and to the life of Abraham. It's truly a fascinating one, and I know I've enjoyed it, and hopefully uh, you all have as well as you've studied with us. So we will continue our podcast next week. We'll move on to a different topic, and we'll give you some more information about that later. Uh, But we want to thank you guys for joining us on our study through the life of Abraham.